0: Today, on The Toxic Infatuation. The way my hand brushed hers when she relocated farther away from me. How she whipped her hair back and struck me in the face with its lemony scent. When she went from seated to cross-legged on the couch, exposing a length of ankle. Welcome to The Toxic Infatuation. Stories of love gone wrong. And now, Tales of Halloween with Charlene. If the listener has come for a standard horror movie review, you will not find it here. In fact, The listener does a disservice to him or herself to only expect that. Common knowledge suggests that the reviewer trumps the artist. To review a horror movie is to invent the Mona Lisa in a single brushstroke. Being a professional, I know that the content of the review matters less than the context of the review. Those not affiliated with Parsons School of Design Syllabus, I will try to convey this concept in simpler terms. Reviewer is good. Need background info. Stick make fire. I hold my audience to the highest standard, and therefore I invite you to let me guide you as we navigate the complex intricacies that lie in the B-list horror movie Tales of Halloween. This film has earned the prestigious five-star rating out of, I can only assume, a five-point scale on IMDb. On Rotten Tomatoes, the graphic of a spilled popcorn bowl adorns this film's page. This graphic obviously is representative of the fact that the audience loved the movie so much as to spill their popcorn out of sheer interest in being engrossed by the film. For all of the non-Parsons graduates... A quick check-in. Movie well. Review time. To craft the most accurate review possible for my beloved audience, I took the action by inviting my soon-to-be girlfriend, Charlene, over. I talked to her after explicitly stating that our call may be monitored or recorded for quality purposes. Her size indicated interest. And I would be lying if I didn't say my heartbeat quickened at the sound of her scratchy, deep voice. The first time I heard that intoxicating voice was when she sent me a personal invitation to her theater performance by way of telephone pole flyer. I saw her show, and I reviewed it for my thesis at Parsons School of Design. I gave the show a rather critical review, referencing the unparalleled plot and unrehearsed actors. When she read it, she approached me overcome with emotion. Tears came from her eyes after seeing what splendid writing I had done. She stated that the show was improvisation and that it isn't supposed to be structured or parallel. Since then, she has left her improv troupe and is an auditioning actress. I called her before reviewing the film, enticing her with wit, such as... It's an occult classic. She sighed again and then nearly, accidentally, dropped her phone in the receiver. I quickly added... Seeing it with me might lead to some contacts I know in the industry. Charlene had a moment of consideration, and then accepted my offer reluctantly. She must have wanted to become involved with my fellow reviewer contacts. As a working actress, I would think she'd be more interested in connections in her industry. Whatever. Before she came, I had a lot to prepare. For this to be a true review, I had to adhere to the Parsons School of Journalism standards. I sharpened my Dixon... Ticonderoga pencils, three, and placed my composition notebook, one, parallel to my writing devices in front of the television. I broke out the old protractor to ensure it was within the confines of the Parsons' rules. Finally, I placed my glass of water, 16 ounces, at the corner of the table. I placed a popcorn bowl, which is administered to every Parsons student, next to the water. Finally, I took two to three hours to ponder such concepts as time, while laying in savasana in the middle of my living room. I hadn't even realized that Charlene had been waiting at my door for nearly ten minutes when I came out of savasana to greet her. She was dressed beautifully, in form-fitting sweatpants and a gorgeous long-sleeved shirt with stains that accented her long brown hair perfectly. She looked like the personification of elegance. I invited her in, and sat her down to explain tonight's proceedings. I could tell by the way she staked out the couch, and by the way she sat at the opposite end of it, that she could sense my flirtatious edge. In all truth, I probably did flatter her too much. I couldn't help but imagine kissing her on the mouth after this movie's conclusions. Such thoughts should be suppressed by the professional reviewer. And so I did. I told her, Tales of Halloween 2015 is a 10-piece feast of a horror film. We get to watch 10 different directorial debuts in horror and scrutinize them all with equal brutality. Before pressing play, I dimmed the lights. She exclaimed, Can you keep them all the way up, actually? Ah, you like practicing the Dawson review style, in which the light helps bring clarity to your review. You continue to surprise me at your brilliance, Charlene. She must have really done her research before coming here. Her imposing knowledge made me nervously take a sip of my water. The movie's originality is arresting. It begins with an extended opening graphic, displaying the titles and directors of each small segment. I was immediately engrossed by the first film, Sweet Tooth, directed by David The Night Billy Raised Hell. Directed by Darren. I Bousman. paid attention to the contrasting tones as well as testing the waters with a sensual stare. Directed toward Charlene. I tried carefully balancing my curious affection for my future girlfriend Charlene with the curiosity of my craft. Some would say I was... bi-curious. See? It's that strong grasp of the English language that allows me to speak good. Time went on, and my chest felt tighter when Charlene was close to me. We watched the horror segments in order. Between each was a short pause. It allowed me to inch closer to Charlene, to the point where only a few cushions separated us. For a horror film with such rapid succession of plot, the structure of jump scares and suspense never ceased to be effective. During the most scary parts, I reached out behind Charlene to present her with an arm on which to cower upon. My heart practically jumped out of my chest. I could feel the blood pulsing in my ears. I was so emotional I didn't even notice one of my Dixon... Ticonderoga's fall out of my view. My perception of the night is remembered in a series of flashing vinaigrettes. Or is it... Is it vignettes? Delete last night. No, delete last night. No, wait, uh, don't, don't... The way my hand brushed hers when she relocated farther away from me. How she whipped her hair back and struck me in the face with its lemony scent. When she went from seated to cross-legged on the couch, exposing a length of ankle... At its best, the film had me begging for more of the concepts from Ding Directed Dong. Directed by Lucky At its worst, Mickey. I patiently waited for the predictable plot of This Means War. Directed by Aaron Kosh and John Skip. During this time, I pondered all the ways I could express my true feelings towards Charlene. She must have felt it, too, because the tension on the couch made her get up to get a glass of water. When she got up, I could hear her practicing lines to express her love for me, too. I heard only parts as she spoke into her hand. I'm serious about this. This isn't a joke. I don't know why I didn't say this sooner. I can't do it any longer. Her phrasing wasn't as romantic as my mental haikus, but they seemed affectionate. The movie's conclusion connected with topics from the beginning and provided the viewer with satisfying symmetry. As we finished watching the last segment, Bad Seed, directed by Neil Marshall, a well-produced scene depicts a man's head being savagely eaten by a pumpkin. This immediately reminded me of my vision. I should try to kiss Charlene before the night's conclusion. The horror factor seemed to have no effect on Charlene. Only when she checked the time on her phone to find it dead did she exhibit any indication of fear. I planned out my moves with anxious excitement. Should I make the first move? Or should I wait until she inevitably made hers? When Charlene returned, she seemed to have made up her mind. She sat back down and then jumped into my arms with a quick... "Ah!" I saw that my Dixon Ticonderoga had situated itself point up at the spot where Charlene sat down. That's where it went. "Ah." Her face was near mine. She seemed confused and afraid. I was too. I took advantage of the moment to sense her signs toward me and kiss her softly on the mouth could sense Charlene's confusion reach a peak before she pulled away from me and grabbed her bottom. The pencil point was situated in the fabric of her pants. She vigorously mimed, pushing the buttons of her dead phone. Uh, I have to go. I have to go see my mother's wedding in the hospital. I, I just need to go. She then ran out of the door. I attempted to rush up and chase after her, but my popcorn bowl on the table spilled on the floor. Now I see how the Rotten Tomatoes audience must have felt. Speaking as a grounded and unrelenting reviewer, I found Tales of Halloween 2015 to be a deliciously delightful ten-piece snack of a horror picture. It presents even the most seasoned horror veteran with something to feast on, as well as showing the many facets of the horror genre. My only grievance is with the soundtrack as its loudness stifled my guarded whispers of I love you, Charlie. I love you. (laughs) End dictation. Thank you for listening to The Toxic Infatuation. This episode was written and produced by me, Roman Vy Smith, with help from Noah Headley, Mr. Trantis, Mr. Squirey, and the Monsters and Muses Literary Magazine. The voice of Charlene was Emily Peters. You can find out more about this show and about our web series at youtube.com slash shortcentral as well as Lower Dublin on Facebook and Twitter. And if you see Charlene... Let her know I say hi. I try to find my missing piece, locate her and give it to me. Whoa.